You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also for the podcast, a new sponsor, RCB Bank. Since 1936, RCB Bank has offered progressive products and a friendly service. Come in today to find out more about their loan promotion on new used refinance cars, boats, campers, and ATVs. Visit RCB Bank to learn more. RCB Bank, that's my bank. With approved credit, restrictions apply. Now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host, back with another episode down at the Bedford studio today with photographer guest Jason Pierce. Um, I think it's like the second time I've met you. So we met, what, first out at... uh what is that? Frontier City. And that was also the first time I went to Frontier City, too. <laughs> Haven't been back since. Uh, and that was, what were we doing out there? We were trying to promote, we were doing the shooting to the promotion for Photocon, mm-hmm. right? Sure were. Yeah. Which never happened. Because it went, it did happen just virtually. Oh my gosh. I didn't, we it was did so all long that, ago, right? And then we yeah. didn't show up. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty funny. Yep. Sorry, move that over. Um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, good times. So, obviously, you, you know, I sh- shared a lot of your photos to the Instagram page, yeah. mostly storm season photos which i'm sure you're super excited we are getting into that season yes well, we're almost in the middle of it i guess i'm checking just about every sunset <laughs> watching the cloud it's getting there well like the thing with people don't get i think people listen listen to this who, who aren't big into weather photography and they don't get that it literally can happen within 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. right uh and you're not out. i think the story you told me the first time we met was you were just out at lake hefner i think and just like your wife said where are you and you're like i'm kind of under this storm right now yeah. that's passing over the house well i was driving i was driving back yeah. from a shoot and she thought i was at one place and the um the lightning was just yeah. going crazy and so i i was driving by lake hefner at the time and i went I'm going to have to stop. And what I drove into was the middle of the most intense lightning storm I've ever seen. And I got home and I was like, I got to, I got to share something. Like yeah. I was so excited. So I posted it and I didn't realize she was on Facebook, yeah. like in that moment, sitting in bed on Facebook and I hit publish. And within 30 seconds, I hear from the other room, honey, where were you tonight? And I was like, well, I was at a graduation. She was like, no, you no. were absolutely not. It was yeah. Yeah. so funny. And the, I, think, I, I think I shared that shot because the lightning shot was awesome. Thanks, but obviously, you know, into photography and you have, you know, multiple businesses around photography. But before we get into that stuff, because we could talk photography for, for hours, I guess, how does it start? Like, are you, you from here? Are you, you know, how do you get into, you know, growing up and, and, and just betting, getting to Oklahoma City, I guess? So we, <clears throat> my dad uh, just retired from doing this, but worked mm-hmm. on um, B-1 Bombers with Boeing. And oh, so we wow. followed kind of that program around the country for a little bit. Yeah. So from Alabama, Lived up in Seattle for a little bit, mm-hmm. lived in Fort Worth for a little bit, and then really grew up in West Texas okay, and in Abilene. And then my junior year of high school, we moved up here. Um, and it was a really, you know, I was I, back then, and I, I could not do this to save my life now, but back then I really liked writing poetry and was yeah. in, that was kind of my creative outlet was writing. And so my mom 
when we moved up here, made a comment when we were signing up for all the classes. She was like, you like to write. You should take journalism. Yeah. And I went, okay. Sure. No idea. It's completely different writing style. So took journalism and then from that discovered um, – actually, it was, ended up being like the yearbook editor and it went down this whole path. Yeah. But photography. And in and, and parallel to that, growing up, my dad – um, was a film photographer. So in his free time, and, yeah. and, and, and there's things that he would photograph of us as kids that was way different than all my friends. And finally one day, I think it was like an eighth grader, I was in a friend's house, I was like, my dad's pictures look so different. And I was just looking around, you yeah. know, and they were like artistic and, you know, he's just really great eye for black and white. And so I just grew up around really cool images okay. and didn't really realize it until I started taking photography in high school and went, Man, this is great, but I wasn't very good at it. Right, this is much harder. My dad makes it look really yeah, easy. Yeah, he made it right? look so yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, and I was doing the thing like, let's go out and take pictures of flowers in a field. Right. Or, you know, I could just never get it. Uh, and so I was kind of in the design route for a long time mm -hmm. and um, really thought I was going to be a graphic designer. Um, ended up working in the yearbook industry and did printing sales. And so I worked a lot with schools. Okay. And yeah. And then my daughter was born and it was within a year maybe two of her being born where i swear six seven years of of actual photography training all of a sudden made sense right oh this is what manual is oh this you know every i mean this is how important iso is i mean yeah and i started i mean i just dove head first in um because i actually had a subject i was interested in for once you know so sure. you don't really like go out looking for like a field of flowers i don't, I don't know why i ever did that i never yeah. i never liked photographing black and white Flower, right. right? But um, I did enjoy journalistic photography a lot. But with um, my kids were born, man, I just went. I dove. I really dove off the deep end. I mean, I yeah. gave up everything to chase that passion. Yeah. So yeah, that's so cool. I mean, and, and it's free practice when you got your when you got your kids in front of you, right? And you're like, well, I've got to look after them one way or another. I mean, it's better than sitting down watching TV. Like I'm learning things mm -hmm. by taking photos of them, and and those photos, you know, you might take. A, a thousand photos and have five killer ones right. you, know, oh, yeah. at the, you know starting out that's really special because you know the photos that's the one thing that, that I guess people don't do now right is they don't print their photos mm -hmm. and you know I, I, my friend said um, a friend heard this saying that every year he heard it from someone else but basically they go through their phone and just print every photo they've taken in their phone and just have it as a book every year so they have yeah. it right because there's no more like kids are growing up now like you know, and you'd go to your grandparents or your parents' house and they had suitcases full of like film photos or just photos and you're just looking yep. back, right? And like, we, and we don't have that anymore, right? And that, that interaction, looking in the memories and looking at it and just, I mean, I miss that. I miss going to my grandparents' house and grabbing a suitcase from the attic and seeing, well, what, how many photos are in this one yep. today, right? And it's like, you know, vacations. They're treasures. And, yeah, 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 no doubt. Well, and we, we are... My whole journey has been like a crossover, so like analog to digital. Yeah. So I was learning film photography in 94. Right. And I was also using Photoshop in 94. And we weren't really using it for photography as much back then. You were you were in the 90s. You just kind of tricked out photos with it. Right? Okay. But Like that's, cropping photos, I guess, and stuff Well, like that. you would do like if you wanted um, something to have like a drop shadow. Okay. Or you wanted to make something blurry. Yeah. Because we were – even then we were still sending in – 
um, actual prints, yeah, and they would photograph them on a press camera, and that's how we got things in publications. Okay. You weren't even sending really digital; you were sending digital design files, but okay. not digital photo yeah. files. And then in college, we moved into negative scanning, but again, sure, not printing anymore, but developing negatives. Yeah. So it's still print, you know, digital analog or analog to digital. But you're talking about the the, the suitcases in the attic. Yeah. See, we've had this happen in in our family. So my daughter, my I have three kids, and my my oldest two, tons of printed photos of them, mm -hmm. tons of them from because when I was getting nuts about this originally, it was on film. Yeah. Well, it got really expensive, and about the point where digital cameras hit five megapixels, which was good enough to print about an eight by ten, yeah. is when my youngest is born, and he no he's the one that's noticed it. There are a ton. If you look at the old albums, we have like like seven shoe boxes. Yeah. You know, they're all organized. He's just not in there. And I had to point blank tell him one day. I was like, buddy, I promise I've got just as many pictures of you, but they're just on a file. And I like opened up a drawer. They're just on this on like CDs little this, or whatever. This, this, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It went from like floppy disks right yeah, to CDs, and then it's so the USBs and like, yeah, I, and, you know. It's, so it's interesting because he, I mean, he really thought, like, y'all have forgotten about me. Like, we have not, I promise. I absolutely. Yeah. You were the ugly baby. Nobody wanted to take photos of you. <laughs> it's like, poor guy. I just, I just wasn't inspired. Yeah. No. Um, funny enough, there's probably more pictures of him. Right. Because that was at digital. And when you got to, to digital. Them. Much easier to store them. Yeah, yeah. And then you can go bananas and shoot a thousand of them. And yeah. it doesn't cost you nearly as much, you know. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I guess that kicks off the bug then. And you dive de you know, deep into you know, manual and ISO and like really learning all the digital stuff. Mm -hmm. What are you doing for work at that time? Are you like, is it just a hobby at that time or do you have like, you know, making money from photography? So I, right about the point this happens, I am, I was, I worked in the yearbook printing world. So I essentially sold yearbook printing okay. to school. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm around, you know, student photography all the time. Sure. And, I, and I would even teach composition. Like I could talk it all day. I could not shoot it to save my life, but <laughs> yeah. I could talk it all day. And um, would kind of help schools with publication work. And I did some graphic design work, but I wasn't getting paid for photography at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I always had pictures of my kids with me, always everywhere. And people would kind of react to that. And, um, and so I went, was up in North Dakota for one year, and I would drive far. And so you'd have three, four hours a day yeah. of windshield time just alone in the car, right? And all I thought about between stops was photos. Yeah. I, I got to a point where it was, it was, I was almost annoying myself, right? That's, I was, I, and I didn't, and I, now yeah. I can understand what was going on, but it was yeah. like, and if my friends had been with me in the car, they would have ended our friendship because that's all I would have talked about would have been, you know, this like, photo, that photo, I mean, getting down to like halation, like, you know, yeah. like, like that, like, you know, putting, I figured out I could put my kids in the fall off of light and get the most mm. dreamlike pictures of them. So I'm like discovering this kind of stuff and playing with window light, ton of natural light photography back then. Yeah. How far, um, how steady can I hold my camera so that I can shoot at 100 ISO? Because on film, the color was so much better in 100 ISO. Okay. You know, and I'm just, I mean, I'm all day yeah. doing this. And then we moved back to Oklahoma City. And at this point, I mean, it's just a full-on obsession. And I was posted to a forum called uh, JPEG Mag, which was a really great forum for... Mm -hmm. A whole range of photographers. So you yeah. could be in there with newbies, but then you could be on there with some really good guy, really good pros, and just get feedback. And I was starting to see things that people reacted to. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a, a giant social media person, but online forums are great for yeah. gauging, right? And so people really liked my style. And so my dad um, 
this would have been in 2006, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad calls up one day, and he just, out of the blue, realized I had become as big of a camera junkie as he was. And he said, we need to start a company. And you need to start doing this professionally. Yeah. And we got to quit this, like, dancing around it BS. We need to go out and have some fun it's with this. It's a great phone call to have. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. I was, and, of course, and I just... I was so in the weeds with it. I didn't, the thought of becoming right. or trying to become professional wasn't really there. And of course, you would love to do that, but I just don't know that I had the courage to do it. And he set, made that call, and within a year, so this is probably 2007. Okay. And then in 2008, we launched our little company called Grand Life Photography. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was, it was all referrals. Um, our very first client, I showed them photos of my kids on the back of my DSLR. Yeah. And they, they said, we want you to do our family photos. And that was our first client. Yeah. And then it just snowballs from there. It really did. I mean, it really, really did. Um, and then the trick, and then, you know, so you, you spend six months getting a good client list yeah, out of, of all the referrals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you spend, you know, or I spend 10 years yeah. after that trying to figure out how to run the business and how to make it, yeah. how to turn it into a viable Sustainable, sustainable, business. profitable yeah. business, right. and um, and that's been the wildest ride. Yeah. It's just fighting the artist versus the salesperson. You right, know, that, those two dualities that yeah. you have to live with. Um, so that's it. I mean, yeah. it, that's and Grand Life starts the genesis of it. Um, really was you know me growing up with, around photography and being taught it, but it was when my kids came out that okay. all of that just at one time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Why Grand Life? So this is a really interesting story. My mom got, and we don't really talk about this a lot, which is funny. I don't know that I've ever said this like yeah. on a recording before. Uh, my mom was the, and this isn't a secret, but my mom was a really, really high position at one of the hospitals in town. Okay. Um, and I believe, I think at that point she actually been promoted to vice president mm-hmm. and done a lot of work in the medical field and was, um, I mean, she was very successful. Yeah, yeah. Well, she got really sick. And I mean, really sick. Spent two weeks in a hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, f- you know, fever well over 103, 104. I mean, she yeah. was sick. And it forced her into retirement and into an early retirement. Yeah. And she was um, maybe one of the lowest points I'd ever seen her. And she's not a complainer at all. Um, and in that time is kind of when dad and I are talking. So she's going into retirement. She's not exactly happy about this. My dad and I are all fired up and pumped up and we're doing photos and we're doing all the, and I look back and we're so naive. I mean, we were just like, we might as well have had like a (laughs) pinata party every day. We were so excited about this. Right. Right. And, um, we're looking at gear and we're having Canon Nikon debates and all this. And we're in, and she's over here Yeah. and every, her world's kind of crumbled. Yeah. She's used to working and having a great time, always on the move, always being busy. And this is her. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's who she is. That's her, whole, her whole identity is in working. And here we are yeah, doing that thing, yeah. and she's kind of, <laughs> without yeah. thinking it, rubbing it in her face. Yep. Yeah. And she calls me up one day at, at one of her lowest moments, and she says, I have a name for your company. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, what's that? And she said, it's Grand Life Originals. Yeah. It's a really weird name. I said, and of course, I'm kind of positive. Like, okay, well, why Grand Life Originals? Right. And she said, um, you photo all the moments in life that are grand, yeah. and your work is truly original. Yeah. And I just said in that moment, well, that's the name of the there company. You go. There, there you it go. Is. Done. Yeah. And so we refer to it. We kind of have it now as we refer to it as Grand Life Photography. Yeah. Um, 
But the LLC is Grand Life Originals. The LLC yeah. is Grand Life Originals. And um, so the way, and I'm really working on, you know, trying to kind of clearly separate this piece of it. Yeah. But Grand Life Photography really is photography for people and families. Yeah. So it's seniors. We do, you know, a few weddings, two or three weddings a year. New all babies, for, all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Schools. We do a lot of schools. Okay. Uh, sports. Yeah. Um, it's really photography for. I mean, literally. So, so not commercial photography, but com- photography for families. Yeah. Our original clients still call us originals, yeah. which I love. That's awesome. And then, um, but then I really have, I see this vision that originals, like as a name, really is our artwork. So it's Grand right. Life Originals, right? And yeah, so. Yeah. Um, um, so we're having fun with it. I mean, it's it, it, it was a heck of a name. Our people really embraced it early on. Um, it, it, I added the DBA photography probably three years into it just because it was starting to get confusing. And people would write Grand Life Photo on checks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're going, well, that's not really our name. And, right. Um, so that's kind of our agenda. That's yeah. where it is. That's, yeah. that's a neat story to have and, 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 and a cool mission to come from. And just like, you know, it always takes you back to why you, why you do what you do, right? Like, that's one of the special things about photography. And I was, when I first came out here, it's almost 10 years now, I first came out here, I'd see family photos and, and senior shoots. We don't do senior shoots back home. Like, we just, it's not a thing. Uh, you know, with a good friend of mine who's, who's big in wedding photography back home and, He's done some magazine stuff, but never like the senior, never graduation mm-hmm. photos, right? And I kind of was like, why out here? You're like, that's so cool. You do you capture these whole these huge moments in life, these grand moments in life, right? Like you said, and it's really nice to see. And there's, you know, I, I don't, I really just don't know why we never do it back home, right? Like it's just the graduation thing out here, like from high school, is a big ceremony. Whereas back home, it's really not. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, yeah, you're going on to university, cool, good for you. You know, there's no, like, cap and gown ceremony like there is here. But it is really cool to see, and, and, you know, it's great to have those moments and capture those moments and be in that position to give that product to a family, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're really happy with the product that you're giving them. It's a great moment in their lives. And even, you know, at the kid graduating at that point, maybe they're like, oh, great, do I have to have my photo take? Typical teenager, <laughs> right, right? Like, right. they're 16, 17 years old, like, whatever. I had um, one of those you know. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the, but the parents are like, no, I, this, this is awesome. And, and the community here, I'm sure, is great, too. You know, we, we know a lot of people who do the same thing, right? You know, uh, Christian Sangri is a friend of mine. Okay, he, yeah. He does a lot of good stuff. And, you know, he, he's kind of in the same realm, right? There's a lot of senior stuff and family stuff. And, I mean, there's, there's an abundance of work to go around, which is great. Uh, and there really is. Yeah. And now that and the market is starting to finally turn back to really looking for professional photographers. Yeah. Um, and that's been nice. That's mm-hmm. been a nice kind of shift. And, um, you know, we went through a long time where if you had a camera and you do it for $75, I mean, that's yeah. what you competed with. Yeah. Um, and I think the market had to correct. I think that oh, there were a lot sure. of people out there that were maybe overcharging. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe the talent level. Um, mm-hmm wasn't there at some things and people were getting frustrated and I'll yeah. just pay this kid who I think that they take really cute pictures. They have a DSLR. That's all I need. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't need, you know, and now I'm starting to notice people seeking out like, I, you know, and I'm getting quite how long Seeing as like an investment mm-hmm. and like yeah. really qualifying the, the, the product rather than, oh, do you shoot? Yeah, kind of. I do it on the side, you know, like, yeah, I post iPhone photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no, like, it's, seriously. It's, it's, it's a serious thing to, to, to compete with in your business, right? Like it's, I guess that's probably why you have diversified a little bit into other realms of, you know, real estate photography mm-hmm. and other stuff, right? Because you've got to pay the bills, you've got to keep the business going and it just sets you apart from 
pigeonholing yourself to just graduations or sporting events or right. whatever. Well, in our real estate business, is a, we call it nimble mm-hmm. image. Um, and nimble just because it's uh, – my wife came up with that, but – yeah. Oh, just fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah, flexible, yeah, fast. Yeah. You know, we Whenever do, you need us. Uh, same day delivery to realtors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, you just, it's that market you cannot mess around in. Yeah. Um, but you talk about diversifying your business. Um, I never, it, I never intentionally, I originally started doing real estate just to help pay the bills in the summer times yeah. when we were dead we went through you know two or three summers where it's like 103 degrees and so nobody was getting photos in june yeah, and july and no. so you're two months of dead and, right and a friend of mine um uh really good photographer and edmund creel had gotten me um creel mcfarland had gotten had gotten me in touch with uh, a tour company that photographed real estate and mm-hmm. he told me this would be a great way for you to make some money he'd heard me complaining about just being dead during the yeah. summers and he said this will get you out of the house and get you off your couch and get you working and uh I got into it, and I realized I liked that photography better than anything else I was doing. Really, um, it's very organ. It's very, um, and I'm funny on shoots. Realtors will tell you. I mean, I walk through, and I, yeah. I mean, I will overhear them telling to the homeowners. You know, he doesn't like toilet paper on the rolls. I mean, really funny. Like I've become real peculiar with it. Sure, but I love the symmetry of it, and I love the lines, and. Yeah. Um, I love the problem solving. And it's like an in, it's it's kind of like, you know, you go on a photo walk and you know, it's like an instant challenge. You know, what lens am I going to carry with me on this photo walk, right? Yeah. And and I, you're going to attack whatever challenges come in front of you and I'm going to do a model shoot and it's too windy. Yeah. You know, how so let's work with the wind and you know, and that's what real estate photography is like every single shoot. You never right. know what you're going to walk into. Are there going to be leaves yeah. on the trees yeah. or uh, where's the sun coming in? Um, are the uh, is the are, wall painted candy pink? Yeah, <laughs> right? no, seriously. And how am I going to get it to not come out purple because yeah. of an auto white balance or yeah. something? You know, and um, how much of a window pull can I do? Because mm-hmm. uh, I really like blowing the windows. I don't blow them out, but I like I like bright light coming yeah. in windows because yeah. I you know a lot of things in real estate photography is like people want to see like a beautiful scene outside the window, and I'm like. Why? But that distracts from the room. Yeah. And so it's a ton of problem solving, and it's really quick yeah. problem solving. Um, and you've got 45 minutes. I mean, you don't have a lot of time. No. Um, and, th- and every house is a surprise. I did one in Norman this morning that I had no clue had this amazing, like, backyard oasis. And yeah. you're going, like, steps down to the pool. And, and the, the pool might as well have been two stories right. under the main level of the house. It was so late deep. And you're going, okay, well, how in the world am I going to get that angle? Yeah. And a um, lot of composition problems. And I just, I mean, I, I, when I started doing that, it, it Creel, and I don't pick on him here, mm-hmm. told me immediately, I don't like this, and I'm not going to do it anymore. He was like a month in, I'm not going to do it. He's still a, re- he's a very successful photographer in, in, yeah. in Edmond, but he's like, I'm not I'm doing very, this. Like, yeah. I don't told, need to do this. He told yeah. me that, and I'm like, dude, you're the one that got me into it, right? Yeah. And, um, and I, and there have been multiple points where I almost gave up yeah. everything else just to pursue that. Um, but then I get drawn back. I love it. Then you get you come back to it, yeah. And so and and so, having those two things about th- two years ago, I noticed some instability in the market, especially in the school market, mm-hmm. um, because of people getting cameras and friends being able to do it like that. You, the no, that you went it to. had more to do with, um, uh, and it's it's it it had more to do with like the people I was working with at the time were having a harder time. 
like selling packages. Okay. And parent, it seemed like there was less of a parent interest. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was noticing some instability. In was that. that because iPhone photos had become like the cameras had got better and people were taking more photos on their phones instead? No. Or just a strange time in. So iPhone photos definitely, especially when iPhones went to portrait mode. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, really, yeah. you don't need me to come out and take a picture of your yeah. kids before Easter Sunday. Like, right. You've got this. Right. Yeah. Just put them in some open shade and you're good. Yeah. Um, I think it was more down. I think that there was parents could. You would hear a lot of people say. And this wasn't through Grand Life Photography, but I was seeing this kind of in the market. You would hear people say, I can do a better picture with my phone. And it wasn't a challenge. It wasn't a, I I am going to take a better picture with my phone. It was... Saves time. It's easy to do. It's cheaper. And yeah, you start seeing this and you start seeing maybe some sales in the school markets kind of dip a little bit. And and I, you know, I was kind of all in at that point. I was, you know, selling for, selling school pictures for some people and... um, and so I really, at that moment, recognized that maybe being in a couple different markets not a bad idea. I didn't fully understand what was going on in that sure. market. Just you would hear just some, like the sales are going down and parents are, you know, maybe hiring other people or using their phones or there's just not as big of an interest in having a school picture. Um, and so you're just trying to do it. And so thank goodness yeah. for that because when the pandemic hit and shut schools down, yeah, it killed a lot of people right. financially. And the real estate market, as you're well aware, went nuts, skyrocketed. Yeah, you know, in the uh, initially had initially went down and then went rebounded tenfold. Oh my gosh! And so yeah. you know, when when the government government makes the or the, the local local government makes real estate essential, yeah, and interest rates drop, mm-hmm. and people like, well, if I'm going to work from home, yeah, and then everyone's like, I need to, two offices and yep. a bigger backyard, a pool, and a, pool, a pergola, yeah, yep. yeah, 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 and. Yeah. Um, and that was one of those moments where, oh my gosh, thank goodness we had We're done that. This, you know, we had yeah. really done that because watching that—that's the school market's not bad. I mean, it really right. is good. It, you, what I've learned really this year in particular is that you had better be giving people um, a, a picture that that they. It's when you take a photo of something. Sometimes as a photographer, we don't always look back and go, yeah. "Is that a great shot?" You know what I mean? Right. But to be able to really sell somebody a picture that they want to buy, yeah. something they're excited that about they're buying. they're going to put above the mantelpiece or whatever. they're actually going like, to do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's made me really kind of uh, just rethink that purpose, okay. what that's for. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you get into, like, so with the real estate stuff, I know a lot of, you know, me being in the real estate industry, we do, like, a bit of video as well. Do you get into the video side as well? So there's a, a girl named Mikey uh, mm-hmm. that works with me, and she is in charge of uh, really our the Nimble's video side. Okay. Um, and uh, and so we what we'll do video shoots are actually quite funny. What we'll end up doing is we'll walk into a space, mm-hmm. and then I turn into Stanley Kubrick, <laughs> and it, it's oh gosh, it's so funny. And she's such a good shooter, and she puts up with me. Yeah. You know, I'll walk in and be like, okay, listen, I love this. I want us to pan this way. And she gets, I love pan shots. I love them so much. And she doesn't. And so we get into these big debates for a second. You yeah. Know? Uh, okay, I want to do a full focus pull right here, and we're going to do this and this and this and this. Yeah. And um, and then I try to always remember to look at her and go, okay, what do you want to do? Like I just right. came in. I'm going to be on a still camera the whole time. Yeah. I just came in and directed this whole thing. Right. She really understands. Um, she understands video shooting on a level that I don't. So yeah. I understand a lot about video shooting, and I've done video. Yeah. But 
But she is in it. It is is her thing. She is in it. And so the difference, the easy way to see it is that, like, you know, a lot of photographers that do portrait work are aperture priority. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, Mm -hmm. right? I'm probably an aperture priority video shooter. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm a fully manual Right, still shooter. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Is so I know yeah. a lot of. I mean, I know people run their entire business and don't shoot in anything but aperture priority or yeah, sports yeah, business yeah, shutter yeah, priority. Yeah, and they're fine with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and there are, and I'll say this to all the photographers out there that might hear that and think that I'm missing the boat. I know that there's reasons why you would shoot events, right? Ways, but I'm saying yeah, that that may be yeah. their go-to. They may not be comfortable. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I am not comfortable in yeah. the in the. And she'll get into things like frame rates that. You know, you doing all the math. I mean, yeah. like, you, dude, you were awesome. Yeah. But uh, we'll go in and kind of art direct it together. Um, and I drive her nuts. Like, I yeah. really want to get one of those, like, slides that's motorized. I mean, I want one bad. She's like, really, just so you can go, like, right across just the so kitchen counter. Just like, play and it can just, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I'm all, she was like, you would go in and set that up yeah. for a 45-minute video shoot. I, yeah, I, because yeah. those two or three seconds are perfect. They are absolutely perfect. Right? Yeah. Um, and she, she's got a really good eye for, um really good flare so she'll do some real dramatic focus pulls and pull mm-hmm. back in you and then like leave will, leaves will be moving and yeah. flare will hit the lens and with photos flare is not so great but with video it's video really fantastic yes it kind of takes you there doesn't mm-hmm. it I guess that's the great thing about video as well is it's, it's easier I think to take you there in video than it is with photos isn't it and it's um, you know photos are the the proof of life yeah and video is the thing that gets you super excited right. about it um, and I'm really proud of what we've done with video. I mean, I am really proud of that. Yeah. Um, and then we had to get into like 3D tours. Oh, yeah. Like, so the Zillow right. walkthrough has been a big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't understand this, but the Zillow walkthrough is actually a big deal. Not because it's really a big deal. It's, I mean, okay, for anybody that Zillow listen, please yeah. don't shoot me. I got certified <laughs> this year. The, um, it's really not that great. The, well, it's yeah. like you like click on it, you'd spin a room, and I'm like, okay, I remember. Yeah, it's like it, Google Maps 3D or Google Earth or whatever, yeah, right? I it just takes you like, oh, this is cool. Moving like, to California in 2001, yeah. and we utilized this technology using, I think, AOL, right? Yeah, and you were like, yeah, yeah. okay, so that's the apartment. Okay, so that's the living room, and nobody right. really cares. No. But what it does do, what it really, really does do is it's it's it raises your rankings online. Sure. So if you're looking for a four bedroom, yeah, 450,000, yeah. whatever. And you have the tools. And you have, the, you have the 3D tours. It bumps you up on okay. the Zillow rankings. And a lot of realtors, you know, they were like, well, you we don't care as much about Zillow. I get it. Yeah. But oh, the, you will. But your buyers yeah. well, are going they, there. Also, Zillow just bought out showing time. I did not know that. Did I they think, really? I think so. Yeah, I think that was announced recently, maybe a couple months ago. So, I mean, showing time is the whole deal that you need a real estate agent to get into a house. I right? did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they did that, and I was just <laughs> like, I'm so glad I do this podcast. Yep. And it's like, you know, again, diversifying business and making money other ways. Like, you know, I enjoy real estate, but like, there's nothing better than hanging out for an hour with someone, you know, and just chatting and hanging out and learning about them. Uh, I have been really blessed in the. I've been really, really blessed in the schools that I work with and the realtors that I work with. I mean, mm-hmm. really, I, honestly, lucky. Um, because I you know, I started out working with a tour company when I was on the real estate side and then went fully independent. And over the years, the realtors that have stayed with me, mm-hmm. right, and the new yeah. ones that I start picking up are some, I mean, they're, they're really yeah. great realtors and experienced realtors. Mm-hmm. And they have a whole network. Yeah. So, so you know, there's there's one line that I I, I I I've gotten in trouble. I said this one time on a on a nest. I, was, I didn't realize there was a camera on me. Yeah. And I walked into a home and I was like, well, they clearly don't want to sell this house. <laughs> like I. 
I tell that to every client yeah. I take into a house. I'm like, there was probably a nanny cam listening yeah. to us from watching but us right now. Just about, for safety of person, you know, whatever, but they can hear you. About, about, that was about four years ago yeah. when that was started. And now I'm like, you know, buttoned up and I'm like, but, 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 but two things, you know, you have your homeowner and your realtor. They and needed I, that feedback though. Yeah, they were mad. Yeah. They called the realtor. They were mad. But, yeah. were, and, and, and it, but they needed to hear that. They like they're the that and the point being, like, so you have a homeowner selling a house. How badly do you want to sell this house? Yeah. Right? And how badly you want to sell the house depends on the marketing that goes into the house, mm-hmm. right? And how much you clean it. And you know, what how motivated are you to get out of this thing? Right. Because I can tell you how to get out of this thing in about a week. Yeah. Pretty quick. Um, and the speed at which that you want to get out of it depends on yeah. The realtor, yeah. right? Because what I've learned, and, mm-hmm. and it's funny because I've started last couple, especially last year when really the the school shut down, which yeah. tanked yeah. the school business. Um, and I don't mean to talk about school photography like in person like that. Like it is, it really in a lot of ways is my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And I have great relationships in schools. Yeah. But there's a six month period of my professional life where schools weren't open. Yeah. And it greatly affected what uh, we were no doing. No doubt. Yeah. And yeah. And so when that happened, and I didn't know, I mean, are we going to be back in school pictures next year? I Uh mean, like, what's going on? And so I had to spend all from, like, April through September, October-ish of last year, like, really paying more attention to real estate in a way I've never done it. So I started asking the realtors questions. And I realized the one thing on, a like, a for sale by owner issue that you run into is Uh there really is a network of realtors that talk. And we'll tell oh, each other yeah. about houses that are coming up. Yeah. And and that might ask their photographer, hey, this is what I'm looking for. So if you see this in the next 30 mm-hmm. days, you let me know. I mean, there yeah. is really this whole crazy yeah. awesome Especially network. now when, like, this lack of listings are coming up, oh, right? Man. I know. Yeah. And, and I, I, my brother-in-law is in real estate as well. You know, And I called him. I said, hey, do you have anything coming up soon? Because I have a buyer that's going to struggle to find a house mm-hmm. because of just the loan that they're getting. And, and you know, it's, it's just the way it is. And, you know, we, you're just competing on offers. And you're making. I listed a house the other day, and it had 18 offers in 36 hours and 43 showings. You know, and I'm just like, this is like, this is chaos. I can't imagine being on the buy side, and it's not like you know, it's it's a first time home buyer's house, right? So it's under two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You know, it's it's. It's chaos. And I'm like, I'm glad I do other things as well. Because <laughs> if I did this full time or profession, <laughs> I would have gray hairs. I'd be pulling my, you know, be pulling my eye sockets out. It'd be, so, it'd be horrific. I um, I was photographing one yesterday for a really good friend of mine. I was photographing one, and she got a phone call. Yeah. I don't, and I didn't ask her a lot. She told me kind of briefly what was happening, but she got a phone call yeah. while I'm in the middle of the photo shoot asking um, if somebody could come see the house. Yeah. I don't even think it was in the MLS. I yet. haven't even taken photos yet. It's yeah, just a sign and, in the yard. And yeah. so, and mm-hmm. so, it was inter- and it was interesting her working through the logistics of it. I actually yeah. heard her use the term, use the the word um, ethical um, yeah. with somebody else she was on the phone with, and um, I thought that was really cool. So, like, yeah, because you, hand- you have to you handle have this to. like yeah. a certain way. She goes, but I don't. And I remember her saying, "I have no clue how they even found out about this." Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it, the thing. It might be a neighbor that just sees, hey, there's a, there's someone coming next door. Or they're in, you know, a group or whatever. Or the homeowner might post it yeah. in, in the neighborhood group. Hey, we're thinking of selling soon. Or oh, there's boxes. Or we're moving. Whatever. But it's like I had to that ethical point. I had someone the other day that because in the MLS you can list like coming soon, right? And right. there's certain like criteria around. You know, when you say when it is going to be listed and the day it is, and nobody can get in before that day. Um, but you know, there's sometimes there's ways around it, right? Mm-hmm. You keep an eye on it if they're having a sale or a garage sale or whatever. I mean, people talk, right? And it's easy to just wander up to someone's house for having a garage sale. I'm like, oh, you guys are selling? That's 
usually a pretty good sign that someone is getting rid of their stuff or an estate sale or an estate yeah. sale yep. stuff like that yep. you know and and it's you know and i had the the listing agent was like yeah i mean i said like you know i would love to come and see it before but i She's like, I can't, I'm not, you know. But now it's so competitive that people are, like, people are getting nasty about it because they're watching you yep. because they're the ones missing out on the listings. And if someone sneaks in there before them, they're, like, straight to the commission and, they, and then you get fined, you know, and that's not fun for anybody to have a $1,000 fine and the brokerage gets fined too. I didn't know that. Yeah, you, both get, oh, you both get fined. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So that's that's a fun conversation to have, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but I guess take stepping away from real estate because I know we could talk about that forever oh, for as well. Hours. Tell me about, obviously, storm season's in the big, like that storm season for you seems like that's like your release like gets you away yeah. you know because you have the business with the real estate you have the headshot stuff with kids and, and the and school stuff then you throw in the I'm just going to go out and drive and chase storms and kind of take photos like that seems to me like that is your, so, your release so I okay, it's, I'm actually really glad you're asking that so I tell a story that kind of sums up it, and it really for me is it's landscape photography yeah um you know, what I'm teaching at Photocon this year is called Chasing Light, mm -hmm. and that is my story. It's just like you'll be yeah. driving down the road and be like, oh, my God, oh, 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 and then I'm gone. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I, I'll i be in a field in Piedmont looking yeah. up at the cloud formation, and this is just insane. Um, but what had happened was I was about, probably about 10 years ago now, I was overwhelmed. You know, I still didn't have our pricing down right. I'm working seven days a week. I'm not really full-time photography yet. So I'm out, um, you know, again, doing printing yearbook sales. And i am got grand life going. And I'm, you know, I've got a wedding this Saturday and a senior shoot this yeah. Sunday and a family on Wednesday afternoon. And I'm meeting somebody Monday morning at Will Rogers Park at 7 a.m. Because, it's, you know, yeah. and it's just all this, this chaos. It, chaos. Yeah. And it was overwhelming. And yeah. my wife... And, and I've told this story a number of times, but my wife tells me, she said, you are, are your, your work is, she said the word tired. She doesn't like it when I tell people that, but she said, your work's getting tired. Yeah. And I said, what do you, it was like, people are hiring me more than ever. And we're starting to finally make a little bit of money. And she's like, I'm not saying that. She goes, you got yeah. into this because you love taking pictures and you don't love taking pictures anymore. Yeah. She said, you're losing your edge. It you're losing your passion. It's a job. Yeah. yeah. It's becoming a job. Yeah. And I was really thinking about bouncing. I was like, man, I could just go back into this field, uh -huh. retire from it. I've got a beautiful wife that's my best friend. I've got three kids I'm crazy about. Yeah. I don't have to do this stress. I mean, I was starting to mentally walk down that path. Right. And when she said, you're bored and you're uninspired, and Duh. I get that people look at it and they will pay you to do more of that. But she goes, I know you. But it doesn't fulfill you now. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it lacks all passion that you yeah. used to have for this kind of stuff. And... Um, so I really, I went back to the drawing board mentally and it was yeah. like, what is it that's going to, I need to start shooting for me. And I realized that I was, and this is a weird path to take, but I really like dramatic black and white photography. Okay. And I started really looking at some of these crazy skyline photos that people do where it mm -hmm. almost looks like the lights painted, you know, and discovered it was infrared. Yeah. And so then I went down a path of infrared photography. And I will tell you right now, there is no manual for how to do this in the digital world. There's none. Yeah. So I spent five years photographing buildings in Oklahoma City and just like fields, trees, and even tried people a couple of times just to see what would happen there and went down this crazy weird path of infrared photography. Yeah. Um, and I won't, because you brought up storms, and so I'm not going to keep going down that path. But what happened was infrared taught me to see light differently. Okay. 
because you're photographing a spectrum you can't see. Sure. So all of a sudden I started getting really obsessed about that. Well, I, mean, I photographed that aggressively for five years, sold a lot of it. Now I'm mm-hmm. now I started to sell custom art. Um, sell some big, like one of them was a eight foot by eight foot piece. Kind of like David Yarrow, his stuff. I don't or know not. the name. I'll have to look it up. He's. Uh, I'll pull it up while while you're talking about, it so you can see it. Um, so he's a Nikon shooter out of the UK. Um, we so I started doing that, and then started getting into like artwork, right? Mm-hmm. Like building artwork, and um, well, my so you know, show my wife. My wife really doesn't care as much about black and white photography as she does right. color photography. Mm-hmm. So here I am showing her this, this, and this, and this, and this, and and it's all black and white. Yeah. And so then she had mentioned one day, she's like, I really miss when you would shoot color. Yeah, 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 a lot like that. Yeah, for people listening, go to go, go to David Yarrow on Instagram. He's a guy in the UK who retired and fell into photography, and now he sells massive like art pieces. And I mean, he is he's done some crazy stuff with wolves and animals, and, and he is like, he's just had a YouTube channel, but I mean, he's his stuff is incredible oh you know, my god like, so bad he's uh he, and it yeah um so that put, is awesome that's a rabbit hole for people to go down because he's done crazy stuff with like there's an amazing shoot that he did with a uh you know like like top models and and and, and uh um you know the one that we're looking at right now that people won't see but it's a it's basically a, a wolf a real wolf uh, and a you know in a convertible uh, it, there's some amazing so he does a lot of that but he, when you mentioned art all of his stuff is a lot of artwork stuff that he sells and, and he's done some his Instagram page is, is fantastic I'm gonna have so, to go check that out yeah he's so so you went down that we're well, seeing light differently then well and start seeing light differently and kind of the apex of this was I was on a uh, with a with a small group of other photographers we were going out to Colorado for funny enough to photograph some schools out there and um, we took the long route mm-hmm. and we went through like Places in Colorado that I've never heard of, like Kim, okay. like these random small always, and I end up on this highway yeah. that um, uh, it looked like a John Huston movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like old, like Western, and you yeah, can see yeah. like the vistas, and it was this crazy thing in Southern Colorado. It was gorgeous, and I, I, I don't think I've ever met another human being except for the two photographers that were with me that have been on this particular highway. It was remote. Yeah. It was nowhere, and we get there and realize that we were standing in. It was a rattlesnake hangout. Oh, nice. And I'm standing. Nobody's there. And I'm standing in the middle of this. So I had to get in the middle of the road because we couldn't shoot from the side of the road because there were rattlesnakes everywhere. And I was like, but I got to get this shot. And it's this wind. It's not winding, but the the road is like going down and up and down and up. And then the clouds are are moving, which means there's streaks of light and then streaks of shadow. Which in infrared terms is drama. Okay. Like crazy drama. Yeah. And texture and all this. And th- that is kind of that right. That particular photo f- is is really kind of the the pinnacle for me. Yeah. The moment when I was seeing it and I was feeling it and I was really excited again. So mm-hmm. I got rattlesnakes on the side of the road yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like standing there and I don't even care. I I later had kind of rethought that and thought, was I being like dangerous that time or whatever? But what and and, and I sold that. That piece is an eight foot by eight foot piece. Yeah. And I am so proud of that work. Um. But what ends up happening from there was you start seeing light differently. Right. My wife starts mentioning to me, you know, she kind of missed it when I shot some color. Mm-hmm. And so she, um, so I started shooting infrared and color, which is like, it's like a Photoshop thing. And it's very, it's like you have like the greens are pink. So trees yeah, look like cotton yeah. candy. Right. Yeah. So I started playing with that. And then ultimately, I mean, I really want to start shooting color again. Yeah. And when I started shooting color, I was seeing it way differently. 
And now all of a sudden I'm seeing landscapes that I'd never seen before and Oklahoma skies. Gotcha. And so it's not that I'm really a storm chaser per se. But it's the light stuff that you but, see. Yeah, yeah. And so you're, you're going, and it's just, I'm lucky enough that when you're in Oklahoma. <laughs> Every night's so, I mean. There's light. You know, even sunrises, right? It's crazy. Like this morning sunrise was insane. And so I, um, and it's this time of year and yeah. we have names for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have like one I call, um, it's a gone with the wind sunset. Yeah. Um, and it's, and I'm, all I'm referring to is like an old style movie where, sure. the, where, the, where the clouds are trapping the light. So it's, yeah. you just have the light under the clouds. Uh-huh. Between the, you know the ground yeah. in the clouds, and then we've got you know God rays and phoenixes. I mean, all these things. All these that names, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, um, there's so many different ways that light hits. Yeah. Uh, in Oklahoma, and it has a lot to do with our weather patterns. Has mm-hmm. a lot to do with our storms. Um, I love that before that one photo, this lightning strike that I've shown you, and I, I don't know that I will ever beat yeah. that lightning photo. Um, but I love that through all these little things. For the last 10 years, while my photo business has been growing and right now is in the best place it's ever, ever been. And we just opened a studio last week. Yeah. Congrats. I'm super stoked about this. Yeah. I'm get some artwork on the wall, though. Yeah, it's like everything but the artwork. Right. Is that right that's now. awesome. It's a huge moment. And, and it is. It's, yeah. We're going to do a grand opening. I'm hoping next week. We're trying to get it all put together. But all that's going on. All that yeah. craziness in the background. And I am able to still photograph like is my passion, yeah. right? And I chase light all the time. And so I'll be picking my son up from track practice. This is, tr- I picked him up, he, he played yeah, table tennis. Can't get away of, from it. He played table tennis competitively for a little bit. And I picked him up one night in my second best lightning photo ever. And he did this horrible day. <laughs> and I pick him up, this is this is our relationship. I pick him up, it's, it's dark, it's like eight o'clock outside. Yeah. And lightning has been striking the whole way to pick him up. And yeah. I'm like, we've got to find a way to take this picture. <laughs> and, I pick him up, and he's had this horrible day. Yeah. And I asked him how his day was, and he said it was horrible. You know, it was just in these moments, and I was like, well, hey, you want to go photograph some lightning? He's like, Dad, I don't want to photograph. I just want to go home. Oh, I just want to go home. And I'll never forget, like, a, like a 10-year-old. I, like, slap my legs. I'm like, but Ollie, do you see the skies? <laughs> he's and, like, I don't care. Yeah, and he looks at me, and he goes, fine, Dad. If you want to go photograph lightning, let's go photograph lightning. It was yeah. this whole, like, this is my relationship. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we go out. We end up in that. Do you remember that lightning storm a year ago that hit and knocked out the power in Oklahoma City? Uh, it hit Piedmont first and then rolled in across okay. the north side of town. Probably, and, yeah, yeah. And so people are without power for a couple days. Right. We're we're out there like watching. We're up on a county line road on a hill mm-hmm. watching the strikes hit in Piedmont. Yeah. And I wasn't paying attention that the strikes were getting bigger. And so it starts rolling in on us. And my yeah. son, who initially was like, this is stupid. I don't, I mean, he's, and he just had a really bad day. He is now on Instagram streaming it live. Look at this. And he's like three, and, he, and so for anybody that wants to come find me, because I think I'm a bad parent. He was in the car the whole time. I never let my kid get out. And he's, but he's like in the car, like, yeah. like live streaming it. Right. And then we got stuck in it and the storm rolled. So we're trying to get Sound home. The car, yeah. Um, but it's a crazy moments, and those right. are memories for him yeah. and for me. Good times. Um, and then just, I mean, countless times where I'm with somebody in my family, and mm-hmm. we're headed in one direction, and we have to divert. Because like you said this morning, and I missed it this morning. Yeah. Uh, but two nights ago, the sunset, I mean, it was just like, this is Mega. why I live in yeah. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, I can we're talk bl- that We are blessed, aren't we? Like, it's that good. Uh, and people, don't, they really don't understand. They really, no. re- they really don't. They don't like, get it. You know, like Colorado is a great example. People in Colorado talk about, you know, sunsets and all that. Yeah, yeah. but your sunset's blocked by the mountain. Yeah. Like, I get it. Well, depending After, on yeah. what, what side of Colorado. And they're beautiful. Right. 
But you, when you can see the sunrise and the sunset both in one day, go to the horizon. Yeah. There's something spiritual. Oh, no doubt. I, I totally agree with you. And I, and I know that, again, we could speak about everything that we've talked about today in at length for a long time. But the good thing is you'll be speaking at Photocon this year. Uh, yes, sir. And, and I will put the links to that down down below and you know, people can go to that. Um, it's gonna be. I'm, I'm excited for this year. It's going to be a, a good location and, and finally in person we're going to hang out. But, mate, thanks for coming down. I appreciate you coming on, sharing Thank some you. cool stories. And, and, you know, people now get to know who you really are and, and, and the, you know, behind the business and the whole grand life thing and just there's everything that's that you stand for and all the things that you do so uh, again thanks for coming down for everyone listening I will put Jason's Instagram and all his website links in the description and you go check him out and yeah we'll catch you next episode cheers this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the Hall of Fame go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF also, huge shout out to RCB Bank for jumping on board to be a sponsor. RCB Bank's loan promotion is here for a limited time. Head into any of their 40 Oklahoma locations to get as low as 1.79 APR on your next car, boat, camper, or ATV. Apply online at rcbbank.com. RCB Bank, that's my bank. Rate and finance with approved credit. Restrictions apply. A member SDIC. Huge shout out to my sponsors. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.